1: All right, My Talkers, we've got another hour of Lori and Julia coming up here right now. We're hanging out with Lori and Julia live here in Minneapolis, St. Paul at the My Talk Studios. Yesterday we had the chance to see them down at Lush celebrating Pride, and today we're celebrating them here in studio. Let's have some fun, guys. <laughs>
2: Thanks, Grant. Oh, funny. oh my gosh. Funny day, funny day. Okay. It's one day before our 20th anniversary. I know. It's, right.
1: I know. it's the
2: day before the day. The day before
3: day the, day. Before the Although, day.
2: Although I'm gonna be gone tomorrow. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna celebrate without you. Yes. All right, celebrate without me. Yep. So, Julia, Yeah.
3: it's made the morning news. It's time for some wine, or should we say wine, W-H-I-N-E, because Okay. The vineyard the vineyard drama of Brad Pitt versus Angelina and the Miravelle French Chateau Estate winemaking operation. Which you love this wine, and this is like the best gift to get Lori. Well, I do like, you I like do it. I do enjoy a glass of Miravelle. I did never try their the one Brad came out with, the $50 yeah. bottle of the special whatever. But yep. um anyway, it's made the morning entertainment shows. And I thought the Today Show had um, the best one because we've just gotten over, you know, the trial of Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. Yes, we did. And in these court papers that Brad Pitt has filed, he wants a jury trial. Now, that could just be a legal flex.
2: Sure.
3: I don't know. We'll let um, Stephanie Goss from the Today Show take it over.
4: New court documents filed last week against Jolie and Russian billionaire Yuri Scheffler allege the two have damaged Pitt and diminished the value of French winery Chateau Miraval, in which Pitt holds shares. Pitt also claiming that Jolie has tried to force him into a partnership with a stranger with poisonous associations and intentions. In happier times, the two bought shares in the wine company in 2008, even getting married at Chateau Miraval in 2014. Jolie has not filed any response nor has made any official statements. Back in February, Pitt sued Jolie for unlawfully selling her shares. Now, his attorneys argue she, quote, sought to inflict harm, adding she violated an agreement the two made during their partnership. According to the documents, Pitt says both he and Jolie understood neither could sell their stake without the other's knowledge and permission. Something that's immediately apparent is that there is no written contract that he's alleging that Jolie has breached. Instead, he's saying that there were implied contract rights. Pitt's legal team also accuses Jolie of vindictively pulling out of share negotiations with him last year amid the couple's ongoing custody proceedings over their six children, alleging she, quote, lied in order to engage in secret negotiations with an undisclosed buyer. That buyer, Tenute del Mondo, a company Pitt's lawsuit describes as a hostile third-party competitor bent on taking control of Miraval. Pitt's attorneys also claim it's indirectly owned by Scheffler, who they say their client had already refused to make a deal with. NBC News has reached out to Sheffler for comment, but he has not responded.
2: So, some there's more
4: nature that it's very difficult bond it. Sometimes disputes are of such a personal nature that it's very difficult for the law to find the best path forward. Pitt's legal team is seeking damages for a, quote, malicious breach requesting a trial by jury. But experts, experts we spoke to say, for a civil matter at this time, it's highly unlikely the case would land in a courtroom in under a year. To All right, Steph, thank you. That's a lot
3: of legal flexing language.
4: I feel like... Inflict harm,
3: malicious breach, nothing in writing,
2: an implied agreement...
3: This is.
2: Uh, I, I don't think either of them are right, Lori. I think they it, both it have something. beyond
3: messy here. It, well, it does. Why didn't Brad buy her out of the thing? He's probably mad at himself that he I'm sure yes he sold her the half of the, the shares. For a dollar. Yeah, I'm sure. As, or he gave it to her as a wedding present or what was it?
2: Something. Well they, their plan was this would be something that they'd have in their family for their kids. Mm-hmm. This is where they'd spend their holidays. This is right. where the kids would have something to take ownership in, right. be a part of the growth of the vineyard. Mm-mm. No, it's all, oh dear.
3: Oh yeah. And um, he's, yeah, he's seeking damages in an amount to be proved at the trial and he wants the sale to be, Declared null and void. I don't know. Seems like um, a lot of legal flexing language on his part. For some reason, that some of that cut off. But the 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 lawyer who was talking about that was like, "Well, you need more than in, an implied agreement." See,
2: that's the worst thing because so many times people trust the other person, even though I I am the
3: person they call Babe sweets.
2: Oh God. I hate you. The ones they call lover, those are the ones that's really here. But when you, you know, have a split or do something, you tr- you still believe that that other person you can trust. I mean, I know I did. You know, and some stuff is in writing, some stuff isn't. Our cabin isn't in writing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been eight years. Right. And I trust him on this, and he, I know he trusts me, but yet one of us could go rogue. Right. You know? So it just is. You want to believe the best about the other person. These two though have they been hate acrimonious each other. since uh, the, each the other. breakup.
3: I mean, you know nothing. They hate
2: each other. Yeah,
3: they really do.
2: They hate each other.
3: And this Mondo, the company that Jolie sold her half to Tanuta del Mondo, it's indirectly owned and controlled by Yuri Schleffler, the billion, the Russian billionaire. Who controls the Stoly group, whose yep. flagship Russian vodka yeah. stoliknia? Is that how yeah. you say Stoly? Has faced, you know, calls for a boycott because oh, yeah. of Ukraine. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. And the US Treasury Department does call Scheffler an oligarch in the Russian Federation. Which is it means
2: what, there are some things that we are putting up. What do you call that? When you, sanctions.
3: Yeah. Mm. So it's very, very dirty, messy.
2: It's dirty. Yeah.
3: So we'll see what's going to happen going further. Oh, my
2: gosh. Johnny
3: Depp is 59 today, you guys. I saw that. It is his birthday. And uh, the Internet is wishing Johnny a happy birthday. Johnny, keep your act together. Yeah. Don't fall for any 25-year-olds. Let a 25-year-old be a 25-year-old. They're going to do their thing, and it's not you.
1: Absolutely. You know? Did you guys see, like, the the... The misleading headline where they were like, Johnny Depp gets escorted out of a yes, hotel and yes. it looks like he's being dragged out of a yes. hotel for doing something wrong, but it, I fell for it I went right for it and it was just because there were so many fans. There were so
3: many fans, it was his bodyguards.
1: Yeah. yeah. But they, they definitely duped me. I was like, uh-oh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, they do a good job of that. Mm-hmm.
2: It, oh, the headlines. Yeah. If it leads, it bleeds. It's true. Yeah. I mean, really. If you're I just, going to Rome
3: in the next couple of weeks, yes. keep your eye out for Jane Fonda and um, oh, they're filming Diane Keaton. They're yeah. filming the book club part two. Yes, they are. Oh, my gosh. They are filming it. They're in Rome. Uh, Jane Fonda, Diane Keaton, Candice Bergen, Mary Steenburgen, How and Andy Garcia, Craig T. Nelson, and Don Johnson are also filming.
2: Well, Andy Garcia is back here because he's been on the couch all week. And I think he's got another one oh, tonight. Oh, Father of the Bride. Yes. Um, the Latino Father of the Bride is coming out on HBO Max. Oh, that's cool. He has two daughters that are getting married this summer. He has all kids. They've got Gloria a, his wife in yes, the movie. Yes, and they're dear friends from way back mm-hmm. when they were both in Miami. And she was the Miami sound machine. He had some good stories. I really am, was so sad that that mm. show that he was on with, what's her name? Um, the legal show where he was the judge. Oh, the
3: TV show with Katie Seagal. Katie
2: Seagal. It was so. Whatever happened with that? It never came back. Never got canceled. No one else picked it Rebel. That? Rebel. It was such a good show. It was going to go to, like, IMDb yeah, TV summer. or something. Never hit even, by a car John, or John Corbett was in it. That was such a good show. I loved it.
3: Same. Dang it.
2: Are you just going back to go- Johnny
3: Depp yes. for a minute. Do you think uh, it would help, or not I don't know, would it benefit him at all to just, like, let it be known that, Amber Heard does not need to pay him the $8 million it shows him.
1: Yeah. Uh, didn't he? Or... I
2: feel like, no, it well, was been alluded to sort of by lawyer, the attorneys. His lawyers couldn't say yesterday okay. because
3: and, that's okay. attorney-client privilege. Got it. And she's like based, Amber
2: Heard's basically said she can't pay him.
3: Yeah. And they they said he, uh, they refused to say on Wednesday if he would waive the judgment in exchange for her dropping her appeal.
1: Oh. Plan. There's the
3: card that he's playing. She can't appeal.
2: Maybe. She doesn't have money to pay for these attorneys either. That's and the she, other thing. She
3: certainly should not have these same attorneys who represented uh, no. her. I,
2: I feel like she just needs to um and and Johnny's attorneys when they mm. were on
3: GMA yesterday, they were like um, basically about Amber saying that the jury was influenced by social media and that they didn't trust um that they kept to their word that they would avoid coverage and stuff like that. And and Ben Chu and that to Camille Vasquez just said, well, her lawyers certainly thanked the jury for their time. It was yeah. kind of a long thing. And now all of a sudden they don't believe it. And they're right. they were being they were kind of being dismissed. And Camille just said basically, they didn't believe her.
2: One hundred no
3: They didn't...
2: I don't know one person that I've talked to, man or woman, and I mostly speak Mm -hmm. to women, who believed her. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: some of her stuff was... I I think she was believable on some things. It's just that she lied on so many other things. So many other things. And
2: set him up. And set him up. in video... She set him up. Yeah. And I think... I think that he was not a
3: good... They were not they a good were, couple. They and were he toxic. Wasn't, and I think that he crossed the line with her and maybe he didn't even remember and not excusing right. it or whatever. But I think that her not taking any accountability Zero. for anything and also lying right off the bat when she said that she didn't know who he was when she got hired for the Rum Diaries. Right. Yeah, no. Remember that at the yeah. beginning oh, of yeah. the trial? I was no. just like... Come on. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. I know you're only 25, but right. I mean Johnny Depp has been around since like
1: 80, 21 Jump Street. Yeah, 80, right?
3: 85, yeah. 82, 83. It was early early 80s. I mean, right. he's 59 today. I know. All right, listen, we come back. It's time for the dirt alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert.
2: Miss Holly, what kind of dirty dirt do you have for us today?
0: Well, Miss Julia I have some dirt concerning Britney Spears' wedding that's allegedly happening today All right. in her backyard. Well, police were rushed to the scene because Britney Spears' ex-husband tried to crash it. What? <gasps> Not Kevin oh, Federline. Her first husband, oh. Jason oh, Alexander. Oh, for the <laughs> sakes. Yeah, now, Britney Spears' wedding interrupted by her first husband, Jason Alexander, who showed up to Britney Spears' house in Los Angeles, and the police responded to it. Now, if you don't remember, Britney Spears married Jason Alexander, a childhood friend from Louisiana in Las Vegas. I believe their marriage was annulled after... 44 m- hours. 44 40- <laughs> I still remember that. Oh, my gosh. That was back in January of 20, uh, 2004. A spur-of-the-moment ceremony in Las Vegas. Now, uh, somehow Jason Alexander, according to TMZ sources, was able to make it inside Britney Spears' house. What? Oh, my gosh. And he was live-streaming all of this on Instagram today. Oh, my word. Yeah. Now, he approached security, telling security that Britney had invited him and that she was his first and only wife and he was going to crash the event uh before some kind of altercation his phone then freezes up tmz has some of the footage and then uh jason alexander made it inside of britney's house where he continued to live stream and he was eventually restrained outside now tmz is being told by the ventura county sheriff's department that they responded to a trespassing call they're still on the scene so it looks like uh, everything is under control what what a way to ruin her wedding day i I would say what a loser exactly Julia what a loser yeah so it seems like everything has been taken care of uh, no word if even Brittany was aware of what was going on you know I. yeah was- well maybe she didn't know yeah. So uh, Sam Asghari was spotted on a workout today, getting in his last reps before he tied the knot with Britney Spears. He seemed unconcerned with some headphones on his uh, on his ears, looking at his phone and, you know, got to get swole for the wedding. Oh, gosh. I know. And, you know, it, it, going back to your concerns that you guys had at the top of the three o'clock hour in the Dirt Alert update, word is, is that Britney Spears' teenage sons are not attending her wedding to Sam Asghari. I, know, I wonder why. What really do they do? And this was through Kevin Federline's attorney that we learned of this. Geez, all of her exes
3: coming out of the woodwork to make comments somehow or another about her.
0: Oh, yeah. Kevin Federline's attorney said the boys are not going to be in attendance at the wedding. And they said they think the focus of this day should be on Brittany and Sam. And they are very happy for her moving forward. I hate him for this
2: one. I feel like he should force him to go.
0: Mm.
2: Kevin Federline? Yeah, it's a dad's job. Their kids are 15 and 16 yeah they are sorry
0: yeah so and and then also speaking through an attorney yeah (laughs) yeah making that statement and that they're very happy for her moving forward it's not a, not exactly a statement that a that a kid says about their mom being happy exactly. in their wedding. Yeah, so uh, by the way Kevin Federline does have 70% custody of his sons with Britney Spears. She has 30% of the custody. Just throwing in that little detail for you. Um at the Tribeca Film Festival Robert De Niro said he's not not a fan of Taylor Swift. Oh not not a fan. Not not a fan. So you told us something <laughs> no. different. Well he's changed his tune. He, oh, has, changed. he has changed his <laughs> tune.
1: No I didn't. Oh, okay. He has no. changed
0: his tune in 24 hours. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so in a in an interview with Variety, he said I have all of her albums. He said I probably hear her music and like it. So he Robert De Niro is kind of <laughs> doesn't know what to think about his fandom to Taylor Swift. He's backtracking because
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. the the movies playing at yes, the he's back-tracking.
0: I'm not, not not a fan. A fan. Wait. And Wait. he said of Taylor Swift's music I probably hear her music and like it on the radio. Yeah. My young daughter puts a station on and it drives me crazy when they chat, when they have music on, it's okay. So Robert De Niro, why don't you come and download one of our podcasts? Why don't you, honey? Yeah, <laughs> so. no kidding. No kidding. Oh, Taylor Swift is screening All Too Well, the short film uh, at the Beacon Theater in New York City, June 11th, as part of a conversation with Taylor Swift, and she's going to be talking about filmmaking. So the Hollywood speak in that is at the Tribeca Film Festival, people running it like, Bob, Bob. She's a big draw to your event. I know. I know. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. Uh, did you guys uh, read the reviews for Jennifer Lopez's documentary Halftime? We didn't read the, we reviews, didn't read the reviews, but, reviews. but we, read, we know what it's about. Tell mm. us about the reviews. Well, the reviews are, you know, so-so. Es- essentially, so it's the Jennifer Lopez documentary made its debut at the Tribeca Film Festival last hated night. hated
3: what she wore. Oh, that Tom grand? Ford? Oh, I can't even believe that was Tom Ford. It looks like... Uh, uh, you know, Frederick's
0: of Hollywood. It was so <laughs> tacky looking. <laughs> it was horrible. Oh, uh, it even it wasn't even Frederick of Hollywood. It was more like Spirit Halloween. Yes, <laughs> Spirit yes. Halloween. <laughs> thank yes. you, thank you for taking it down another level. I mean, you know, it's what I'm here for. Yes. So uh, the reviews are, you know, middling in as much as you're. There are some sincere moments. So say the reviews of Jennifer Lopez's halftime documentary, like when she was angry with the NFL executives of having to share the stage with Shakira. Yeah, so there are moments like mm-hmm. that, right? But uh, but it is a little bit of a, a showman's in as much as it's like, well, Jennifer Lopez wants to you to interpret a particular point of view of her. Yeah, because she's producing mm-hmm. this. Yeah, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at a certain point, it's like, okay, is it a documentary or is it a film essay? Because oh, yeah, right. okay. I think there is a difference between I the two. I agree with you because she had all the rights... I mean, she
2: did this. Her team did this movie.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And other other celebrities have done this to great success. I look at Beyonce's Homecoming. That's mm-hmm. more of a personal That's cinematic yeah. essay, I would say, rather than a documentary. And Jennifer Lopez kind of doing the same thing here where she's telling a story about a performance and she's interweaving some of her more personal aspects of this. Uh, so yeah, I think it would be intriguing to watch. Oh, I, I oh yeah. You, I'm, I wanna,
3: I'm here for the behind the scenes. Yeah, I stuff. am, too.
0: Uh the Time 100 gala happened in New York City and did you guys see Zendaya and vintage Bob Mackie? Oh,
3: amazing. She's gorgeous. That'd be a good one to post for tomorrow cuz how many who else post, uh, post do we see on that Time 100?
0: Well, Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. is on the red carpet, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Miranda Lambert, they all attended the event last night in New York City. Oh, so Zendaya, that's a Bob
3: Mackie. Mm-hmm. Wow. Vintage beautiful
0: yeah i mean she definitely can pull it off she can pull it off can't she yeah she she can pull off anything i I
3: love (laughs) that she's wearing vintage bob mackie that makes me so happy
0: yeah so it's wonderful so well you know and bob mackie himself even put it up on his instagram account so he he is proud that she is wearing his design. Yeah, no
1: kidding.
0: All right, well, happy Thursday, guys. Holly,
3: thank you so much. Thank you so much.
1: My talk is back again for the Pride March, often referred to as the Pride Parade, and we'll be there waving at you on June 26th as we march down Hennepin Avenue. Celebrate 50 years of pride with Pride in Concert featuring Carly Rae Jepsen, and at the Armory on Saturday, June 25th. Great weekend. June 25th and 26th is going to have all kinds of great Pride events going on. The Pride Festival happens, like I said, on June 25th and 26th in Lowering Park from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. both days. More info at mytalk1071.com. Keyword Pride. Now that it's Thursday, we got to get to some of these theories. She has a theory.
3: That the folks who put out the movie Jurassic Park had anything to do with this news breaking today because it involves dinosaurs. Everybody, okay? Uh-oh. This happened. This this news broke this morning. Okay, here, I don't know about this. Here is the headline. Okay, fossils from monstrous bulldog faced dinosaur with a spectacular sail was unearthed in the Sahara Desert. 180 miles southwest of Cairo, Julia.
2: Wow.
3: It's a spectacular crested dinosaur with a huge sail. It resembled a giant bulldog, this terrifying carnivore that roamed in the, be glad we didn't live in the, do you call it a Cretaceous?
1: Cretaceous.
3: Cretaceous? Thank you, Grant. I knew you'd know your dinosaur. Yep. Was 20 feet long. Weighed three tons. It was as big as a school bus. Whoa. The face looks like a bulldog. <laughs> and it was likely the top predator in the area. The unnamed theropod is a member of the Abler Cereids. That one Its. It's a cousin of the T Rex. Okay. Uh, okay, then All you, right. then you know what helpful. you're dealing with. That's a yeah. cousin helpful. of the T Rex. Okay. The scientists on Earth, this ninety eight million year old um Fossil at this Baharia oasis, like I said, in the Sahara. And at the time, should you have lived during what is this called? The Cretaceous.
1: Cretaceous period, yep.
3: It would have been one of the most terrifying places on the planet due to all the dinosaurs.
1: Yes. That... And
3: yes, it 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 even. They haven't named this thing yet, because they've just found it and made right. the date. Mm-hmm. It um but they theorized that it even hunted a Spinosaurus, which, if you're a Jurassic Park fan, mm-hmm. had a battle and with killed a t-rex. T-Rex in Jurassic
1: 3. Yes. And there's another battle in this one with a very with that one and another battle.
2: How many Gee, Jurassic Parks are there right now? This is the sixth and final. This finals? is the
1: sixth and final. Well, there's Jurassic Park, the first three, and then there's Jurassic World, which is the one three we're dealing with, which has dealt with Chris Pratt and then um, the daughter of uh, Ron Bryce Howard. Dallas Howard. Yeah, yes, yes. So, but this one is very much this most Marrying recent one. The
3: two, right? Yes, the two
1: worlds. Yes, it, it brings them together and. You're living like it's essentially the world is living in this period. There's dinosaurs everywhere. everywhere. You're not and, in a park with chaos. And it's that everywhere. is
3: still a mystery to scientists and everybody. How all these huge predators managed to coexist. Mm-hmm. It remains a mystery. Right? Yeah,
1: because if there's two major predators in one area, one is going to defeat the and alpha is going to defeat the, you know, to to make his territory. So how they coexisted. It's kind of funny in the movie. There is a part where there's two alphas fighting, and and uh, um, they show how they kind of actually do survive this fight. They kind of start to coexist, like you're talking about.
3: Yes, and so we don't know what our bulldog faced dinosaur with small razor sharp teeth, but its cousin T. Like its cousin T. Rex, it too has the little stubby arms. Oh yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> huge oh, claws. Oh yeah, and vicious with a keen sense of smell and a good powerful bite
2: yes okay very
3: very fast
2: oh they oh here's what i want to know grant Mm because you said you kind of thought it was cheesy fun seeing the new jurassic park movie and then you you decided it you know, it's
1: not it, after I am.
2: But you liked it. I what's liked wrong it with that?
1: because I like it because I am the I'm a I'm a simple uh what's the word? I'm a simplist or I'm, I'm a very easily entertained person when it comes to blockbusters. Right. There's, There's nothing, nothing wrong with
3: really that. It. He said it was a good popcorn movie. Exactly.
1: It. it was a good popcorn movie. I wasn't going like when I watched Top Gun, I wasn't expecting great dialogue. Yeah. I was right. expecting a lot of cheesy lines. I was right. expecting that kind of stuff. So that's why I liked it. And I know Jason was definitely completely different than me, but. I'm not going to go see this movie again. That's where, like, the difference between how much I like you something... like to
2: go to movies twice. Oh. which I don't understand. I love you.
1: going to movies, and I do go to a lot of movies twice. This one I will not. And the first Jurassic Park was so good, so good, and so the, good. The second and one. was And I went. Good.
3: I remember I went and saw that again. Did I you just really? Like, oh yeah. I oh, was yeah.
1: so
2: scared.
3: <sighs> but it was so so good. But isn't this interesting that this dinosaur news drops today? Right. When dinosaurs are, are in, the in the news. news. In the movie theaters. And it is a bulldog-faced dinosaur, which I love a bulldog's face.
1: Yeah, that reminds oh, me of, like, I Star Wars. If you guys, if whoever's listening, who knows, if you watch Star Wars, there's that enemy that they keep in a cage to kind of fight, like, Luke, and he's got that bulldog-type face. Oh, maybe. So yeah. maybe, he, maybe he was modeled off of that one, you know? Well,
3: I mean, scientists say they've just discovered it. That this wow. is a discovery. It is a bulldog-faced dinosaur with a spectacular sail. Scientists have just discovered it. I
2: mean, this is a discovery. This is a discovery, people. <laughs> this is brand new news. Right. Breaking today, right when Jurassic Park is coming out. Right. And Is this sponsored
3: by Paramount? No, I know it. The theory is how in the hell did this manage to be...
2: You know, think sup- of all the fossils. That's I mean, right. I think of how much has been covered by wind.
3: Well, apparently a dinosaur that has a sail... Yeah. On top of its yeah. back, it would scientists say, well, it would have use, be, been used to attract mate, frighten an enemy, and control body temperature by absorbing heat.
2: It's amazing the different parts of animals what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a peacock, you know and they Thrumming. flare and everyone yeah, Throw no,
3: right. Okay, here's a, there's a new theory attempting to explain why humans don't always make the best decisions. This could also be filed under the study of duh. Okay. But the theory is, well, of course, it's common for people to make a decision they later regret. Right? Oh, da. Yeah. And mistakes and errors in judgment happen to everyone, and no one has the benefit of hindsight in the moment. But there is a new economic decision-making theory from the Department of Economics at Renesler Polytechnic Institute that suggests a new explanation as to why humans so often tend to go with the adequate choice instead of the best choice.
2: Okay. So when you're making decisions, okay, give it, give us the reason.
3: Well, she's the, the, the theory is, is that people often use ratios while making decisions when they should deal in absolutes. Okay. And other times when they should be dealing in absolutes, they deal in ratios. So
2: give me an example of what that would be. Well... This this could get me two-thirds of the way there versus it's not going to get me there. But I'd be... Something like that. Okay. You're on That's the right... That's how I feel it would be. So when you're weighing a decision to get this or get that, you're like, well, this one has these things, this one... But it doesn't really do what I want, but it's got all those other things that gets me most of what I want. Versus buying the th- thing that you want, that's a little more expensive, that would get you there.
3: Too, because many people think in terms of all or nothing, yeah, instead of the balanced approach, and okay. so that old thing about people have told it make a pro and con. Well, I
2: think that's a good idea good. always. It kind of
3: is yeah. for that reason, depending on what you're doing. I mean, both types of thinking are necessary because sometimes you're in a position where you have to, like, if you met the bulldogged face dinosaur. What would you do? Yeah, fight or flight. You, right. You know, you're going to flee. Absolutely. You're not going to make a pro and con list of what would be a, good. I'm not going to have time. So anyway, but people, people... Mix it up. This was published in the Review of Behavioral Economics. And I have to admit, there are a lot of big words. And I skipped over some of the examples because the examples they gave were so confusing. I had to go back and read at the beginning. (laughs) But the beginning of the story, I thought maybe you would be able to make sense of
2: it. And did we? Uh, My theory is... Maybe not. Probably not. You know, we could have added confusion. That's another thing to read. That's another thing to read. To go back on your own time and do your just own ask research. Yourself, we're just giving you ideas.
3: How about this? Ask yourself the next time you have to make a decision that feels like, a, do I need to do, is it an all or nothing? Or should I use a balanced approach on what to do here? Okay,
2: that's a very you know, good. That's good.
3: Because very often when we're angry, we deal in absolutes. Maybe we need
2: to be more balanced. Yes. I don't know. I don't know either, but here's, I... Here's the last theory.
1: I'm Bradley Trainer,
3: And I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
1: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out.
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this
1: is Chris Jenner,
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
3: Give the day. This is really a good one, you guys. All right. It turns out most healthy people, our livers, are three years old. They are so good at regenerating. is that amazing? Unless you you know have a liver disease or hepatitis what? or whatever livers are so good at regenerating even I'd like o- my three-year-old
2: liver to live on my face they did
3: 20 <laughs> 20 to 84 years old and the liver is so good yeah. at
1: regenerating
3: wow
1: i had a close friend that had a, a very good friend of mine I had a drinking problem and and had ended up Getting um new ser- liver? Yeah, well not no not a new liver because they wouldn't give him one until he went through like a rehab thing yeah, getting hey, it on drinking. the list, a drinking problem. And he was given basically a timeline and his liver rejuvenated to the point where he's perfectly Hepatitis healthy. to
3: C Pamela yeah. Anderson, yeah. when they came up with that one yeah. thing, yeah. it used to be a thing like, oh, this is gonna be bad, you mm-hmm. know, you're gonna duh, duh. No. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, wow. the liver, they gotta study that and figure out how they can make Yeah, twenty to eighty-four year olds, and even an eighty-four year old, their liver.
1: Yeah,
2: I love that. Was no more than
3: three years old. That's how good that thing is. So when someone asks you
2: you how old you are, what part of me? What part of me? My liver is three.
3: (laughs) Right. Uh, All right. That's all we got. We'll be right back.